I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay my respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. And I would like to acknowledge the Shumash. Keech and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of this land, this podcast is being recorded on and pay my respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salmon or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather, together we're weird, we're weird together. Hey honey, how are you? Hey. What's going on? Are you a mod or a rocker? Um, I'm a, who said that I'm a marker? Who was the answer? That was a Ringo thing, wasn't it? One of the it? Beatles. One of the Beatles, yeah. I think I'm a rocker. I remember being so, I think you are too. I was so confused at, when I asked my mom and she said rocker, but uh, I think I've been, I was not brainwashed by Quadrophenia, but after seeing Quadrophenia, my brother was so into being a mod. But also like the 80s, was... I feel like in the 80s, everyone were mods. Like Duran Duran were mods. Yeah. So you grew up yeah, in like mods, high yeah, fashion mods, are, mixing with music, yeah. which was like all mod stuff, right? But rockers are more like, would be more hippies if, they, right? Like my mom was more I mean, hippie, look, it's, it's right? like, it is like Beatles I mean, and not Stones hippies, type stuff. But... Like Beatles would have been mods in a way. Stones would have been rockers. You know, there was just more precision mm-hmm. and care with the mods. There was a lot of flair and style yeah. and ponciness, you know. It's all good though. I well, like yeah, them both. It's all good. Um, yeah. So you're in you were in Brisbane, now you're in Sydney, back in Sydney. I'm in Sydney. I'm doing a bunch of promo before my tour and talking to people all day about my album that's coming out in August. I'm fun. And I'm Oh, that's exciting. I, uh, it is exciting. And it's it's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Oh yeah, it's Pride Month here too in LA. I, I think maybe it's an international thing. I think it's an international thing. <laughs> and <I've>, good. <laughs> I have this scarf with me that I've had for like 20 years. And it's like here, I've got it here. It's not even a rainbow. Like, how would you describe this scarf? It's like Ben's very- holding up a scarf because I can see him. It's brown and it's it's very earth tone. Yeah, there's like, it's like it's, like, it's a rainbow of earth tones, basically, right? Well, you know, it's it's reminding me of I went to the Michigan Women's Music Festival once, which was maybe the most gay thing I've done. That was but, that was some serious uh, was- earth tones. We well, it's reminding me of this one transgender woman who was a hippie, very earthy, and she was a hippie because you know you think of like very feminine and like maybe like a lot of makeup and but this woman was it was very interesting because there was a lot of debate over if you could be you know, if, if that was considered a woman, cause it was a safe space for women. It was a music festival and it was all women, a very gay thing, was but not 90s? necessarily. This was all. early nineties or mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. 
But then it was like if the the thing determinant thing was is that the right grammar word is if you lived like a woman on the out in the world you could be there. There was someone was like no penises on the land, you know, unless you had a child young under a certain age. But then my friend is so sweet was with me who's not gay or whatever, but she, my friend Karis was like, what do you think? Cause there's all these immediate like meetings and everyone talking about it. And she said, this is, there's no place to be, you know, this is a minority situation. Like we, <laughs> I don't think this is the place to like reject people. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. I thought that was sweet, but the earth tones reminded me of this. Yeah, well, this uh, is like I guess it, a it's, queer person dressed in earth tones. <laughs> well, what's funny about just I didn't bring this <laughs> scarf with me particularly for Pride Month. It just I just was like, oh, I like that scarf. I'll I'll wear it. But it is reminding me now because I'm wearing it every day because it's quite cold um, in Sydney, and you know I want to protect my voice and everything. It's reminding me of I've had this for like 20 years, and I once went when I was living in New York. I was wearing this scarf. And I went down to the knitting factory to see a show with my friend Mike Sue. Apropos, scarf knitted knitting oh, factory. Look at that. There you go. You're absolutely yes. right. Um, we didn't cotton on to okay. that. Um, so I, we were riding cotton home from the gig. Fabrics. Next, what? What did you say? It's like cotton fabrics. <laughs> I'm just making connections. Okay. So wait, we are riding back from the gig. So we're riding You're back from the York. knitting factory. It's the 90s. In like, it so was probably cool. like 99 or something. And, um, and me uh-huh. and Mike are just sitting talking about the gig on the way back home. And New York City in the 90s, even towards the end of the 90s, was like- I love how you say 90. 90s. It's very Aussie. It's, 90, 90. It's a very, um, yeah. I feel like you've commented on that before. I like that we're already it, like four or five episodes in, we're like repeating observations and materials. It bodes very well for this being a long standing. Every time you say the 90 <laughs> thing, it, I always am like, wow, that okay. strikes me. Okay. So back. So in the 90s, New York, riding the subway, it was still like a, it was a more volatile space than New York City is now. Like New York City is, you mm. know, it's become a more, uh, it's become it's become a little Fancy. rich for my tastes, um, but uh, mm. but so we were we were riding on the subway back, and I was wearing this scarf, and there was a, a, a some kind of mentally unstable guy also riding it who started noticed my scarf, and so me and Mike sitting mm-hmm. together and started calling me you know the f word slur like yelling at mm. me. Um, and teasing mm-hmm. me basically like sitting on the thing. And I was like, okay, just, just wait it out. This guy's going to get off at a stop. But then there was another guy at the other end of the train that also was like a little cuckoo, but in a different way who started defending me. And he, mm-hmm. he stepped forward. He was, I just remember this guy. He was like a, he was like a quite a, quite a tall grizzled guy in like his probably late fifties. And he was like, listen, these guys can live however they want to live. Who are you to tell them what's right or wrong? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm in there like, you know, the unintentional Harvey Milk, like taking a stand for gay rights that I didn't need just by having this earth tone scarf. So we've been through a lot together, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it was how you sort of folded it around your neck do, or when yes, you were younger- I- I'm quite okay. elegant with the way I use a scarf because I used to have a manager yes. who taught me the, you know, the sort of ascot method where you put it through. Yes, I remember and- doing that and, um, and asking my brother, can I do that? And he said, well, men usually do that where you pull it through like that loop. Yeah, and it looks like quite, the sort you of look quite French. sophisticated. 
Yes, you do. I yeah. love that skit. It's reminding me of also I'm thinking of the skit. That wasn't from, a skit. That was real life. <laughs> well, from uh, what's reminding me, this is my non sequitur sort of, <laughs> sort of on point thing, but where um, on Portlandia, where they're excited, a couple's excited because her gay brother and his boyfriend are going to stay and they think they're going to cook and, and have like oh, yeah, help yeah, them yeah. decorate. <laughs> and they're like slobs. Totally. I don't know why that's reminding me of that. Like the, just the idea that, that every gay man is like good at decorating and cooking and tidy. And, and yeah, or every like, man that wears an earth-tone rainbow yeah. scarf is a gay man. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a stereotype I'm right. working hard to break. You know, really, um, well, so now is it getting that response during Pride? No, it's not. Sydney I feel like goes, now Sydney Pride goes so hard. This is obviously not, uh, this is not at all flamboyant enough and does Sydney but when isn't there like a Mardi Gras like yeah. it's sort of more gay in Sydney like what's the gay Mardi Gras it's, yeah gay Mardi Gras yeah, yeah. Our, we went didn't you places, go to oh, you didn't places. go you were working I took the girls with my mom I was working yeah Kate went and, and Goldie uh, went it I pictured really it like fun. um gladiator because I wasn't there and I th- well it was because it, it was in, in the arena stadium yeah and yeah, it was COVID was... time so everyone was oh no it was when Sydney was the only yeah. No violence. <laughs> <laughs> the gladiator without the gladiators. Just and the you violence. in the middle getting harassed for earth tones. For wearing my scarf, stripes. exactly. There was a time when, around the time when Madonna and uh, Sandra Bernhardt kissed or something or other, and then it turned everyone bisexual. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Historic moment. All the, it's sort of like just all my friends and I became bisexuals all at once. Due to the kiss. You think it was due to the kiss? Well, I don't know. For me, it was due to Alice Temple, who was this (laughs) English, just beautiful tomboy. Like, there's a certain type of tomboy that will... uh, Alice Temple was just it, right? So she... It was like uh, a four by four hit me over the head. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, and uh, so anyway, I had this phase and I'm in New York and I'm dating a lot of girls and... I wasn't that druggy, to be honest, but it's all relative, I was in the back though, of a you know, taxi. Yeah. It's all relative. But but uh, I guess what I'm saying is it was a time in the 90s, all the models and everyone, you know, li- really, and Kate Moss, the whole scene going on in New York. And I was in the car and my brother said to me, it's not the drugs, it's the girls. That's what was bothering him about me at the time. But you say he was concerned about sad. you. Why is it sad? Well, he was concerned, but, well, it's not that it's sad, but, well, it is a little, it's not a funny story. Well, it is funny, I guess. Because <laughs> I guess line. you would think someone would be like, it's a great line. It's not the drug, oh, but he it's was sort of more, like. He found, he found bisexuality more dangerous than heroin. <laughs> I think it was that I was married to one of his best friends and I oh, was yeah, like yeah, being yeah. a lunatic. I, so I think um, it's a funny yeah. story. <laughs> so yeah, we both finished, we separately just finished watching Love Island UK season three, which I know our listeners are just intrigued with our experience of that. It's because we're very up to date and you were looking up everyone who stayed, who stayed together and who didn't. Well, Camilla and I forgot Jamie, they have a kid and then this other couple have a kid, but most break up right away. And, um, 
I think it's just like, there's just like a sort of vibe that happens when you're just all, like I was thinking about when I've done movies, you get like, you know, you can think you like people like, I was thinking when I did uh, River's Edge and I liked Keanu and then this other actor, Phil, Phil Brock, I can't remember his name. He said, I have a crush on the costume designer, but I'm not going to ask her out until we're wrapped because I think it could just be that like, you know, you get really close. It's like a, a strange environment. Well, he was so, so it's, cautious it's, but with I'm, his heart. Was he a young man? Was he a what? Was he a young man? To be so cautious with his heart? He was mature. I don't know. It's so funny because he, that's smart though. It is smart. I but think. You, could have, you could, you know, isn't that why they say fuck around and find out? <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon also because like, because I've been involved in two reality shows, The Voice and Masked Singer. And when you're in them, they are total bubbles. Like they're alternate yeah. universes where you don't, it's like you lose sense of any moral grounding you have outside of the show. I first noticed it when I was, yeah. I was sort of assistant, I don't know what you called it, like mentoring on The Voice with Joel Madden was the coach and I was the like, the guy they brought in like to help. And, um, right. and I found myself giving standing ovations to things that were like just relatively good. But for someone right. like me who actually has a fairly sound understanding of the history of music, I think of how quickly yeah. I forgot everything. I was, I was reacting as if it was, you know, like Elvis or Jim Morrison or like the greatest front person of all time. But it was just like, cause I'd watched 10 things that were duds before it. So I reckon dating's like that on you Love lose, Island too. Yeah. Yeah. You bubble. lose sense of, yeah, you're in the bubble. Hey, so I found something that I think yeah. is kind of fun to share on this podcast because I think it's okay. sort of relevant. So yeah. here it is. I'm going to play it for you, okay? This was okay. recorded in 2000. Like, I guess the reason I was sharing this was because obviously the podcast landscape is now so well-established and so... Um, you know, not saturated, but it's crowded. There's a lot going on in the podcast yeah. landscape. Yeah. But not many people know I actually was an incredibly early adopter of podcasts and I had a podcast back in 2006. And for the record, wow. this was before Apple Podcasts existed and it was three okay. years before Mark Maron started his podcast. So anyway, I thought I'd play it for you and we could see how it's aged without okay. evolving okay. understanding. Let's Here we it. go. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Ben Lee and welcome to my first podcast. Uh, I decided to do this podcast because I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and really enjoying them. I love the Pink Belt Rage podcast, I really love the Ricky Gervais ones and a lot of NPR stuff and it's just so, it's so immediate and such a great way of expressing yourself and sharing the things you care about with the world so I thought why not give it a shot. So here I am in Palm Springs, California, sitting on the bed in my hotel room, having just eaten a big plate of room service, and so begins my first podcast. Uh, this song is by Willie Mason. It's called Oxygen. I met Willie once in Max Fish, the requisite uh, New York East Side rock and roll hangout at four in the morning, and he's a very sweet guy, and this song totally blew me away. So this is Oxygen. There you go. It's the same, hey. 
Wow. So you played a song when yeah, you said, I'm was... sitting on a hotel bed. I thought you were going to be like, like wanking or something. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, fully, I'm fully nude. Setup? I'm doing autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> that was my concept oh, for the God. podcast. I thought like, no, I thought so it would wait, like actually, you, you... <laughs> yeah, I was like a radio DJ and I would ask, but I would ask all the artists, what is it okay? I would only do indie artists, like no one on major And then labels. you play it and then talk about the song. Yeah. I did like old fashioned radio DJing. But you're, the you're, Ricky Gervais thing the, has not aged well. That, oh, I'm not, I, I, I lo- his oh, early stuff he did why? with Carl Pilkington, oh, yeah. remember? All that, those yeah, first that ones. was great. They were so no, good. No, weren't they great? They, yeah, he's just They like, were so good. I know, but he's just what sort of- What did he become like- He's just become a big full bully. Full of himself. Or he's his, just become a big bully. And he's, right. anyway, he's just but sort why? of- why? That's so dumb. Yeah, those I don't original, know. You know what's weird? I was kind the, of thinking about it, like with his special and the Chappelle stuff and all this like anti-trans stuff they're doing. And I've, I I kind of was realizing that I think in their minds- He's doing that too? Yeah, he's doing, he's that, doing too? that too. He's doing that too. I- I, I think in their minds, they're not attacking trans people. They're attacking overly sensitive liberals, um, which is, there is something to be said about that that is funny, but it's just weird to have this collateral damage. Like if you actually don't contain a real prejudice in your heart, it's just weird that you are willing to sacrifice the feelings of, like you were saying, like an actual marginalized group of people just for the sake of attacking kind of, you know, I, I was just talking liberals. about this with Kate, my 20 year old, like why people are so threatened by using the word they are learning about different things that, that they didn't like, for example, African masks on the walls of people's houses. Like in the eighties, it was like, cool, you have an African mask. And totally. it's like, now it's like, well, it depends on, did you pay the artist or did, you know, even at the Met, all the African wings or the wings that have like art from other countries. It's like in Australia, you might pay an Aboriginal artist a good amount of money. Like now that's kind of pretty good in some ways. Like if you're buying a painting from- If the business is ethical um, you know, around it. Yeah. It's, it's, if it's ethical around it and the artist got paid- but if you're just like taking stuff and putting it on your wall or in a museum and then you're like, they don't even name the artist who made that mask. Oh, so it's like, it's more like it's fetishizing it. Yeah. It's like, fet- and, and also it's just like, did they get, did the person get acknowledged or paid or do people, whatever. But the people being threatened by having to change. Well, it's just what you, the way you've always lived. I mean, it's like people don't like to, that's what's interesting about artists though. Like there's something about you often find artists embracing the new before kind of the quote unquote yeah, like why? straight yeah. world. And even like but in terms older of older like artists stop. Get stuck in their ways. Yeah. But I was listening to the radio with Goldie today, my 12, our 12 year old and the Smiths were on. And I was like telling her about, I'm doing that thing where I'm t- filling her in with some information about different musicians or, you know, just giving her a little like yeah, yeah. context or telling her, but I didn't want to say, you know, Morrissey, cause he's like a nationalist. He's not, right? he's not good. Yeah. He's basically like, uh, he's, he's a, na- he's a British nationalist. Yeah. Yeah. I just let her in. I was ex- trying to explain uh, the Smiths, but. um, Did she like the Smiths? Yeah. Did you really? She, what was playing? What song? Because the Smiths no, is like I, it was. Uh, yeah, it might. She's almost at the age. She's twelve. Where, do you remember when you first heard the Smiths? 
I think 14 is more like the age that you can really hit with the Smiths. But did so you have like an experience? Because I had I a loved. big, I had like a real, like the first time I actually, and I was older, I was like 19, but, and I bought the greatest hits. And I remember I was in Wilmington because I was friends with Michelle Williams and I was staying with her and I bought, I bought the CD. Oh, when and she I was put doing Dawson's Yeah, Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yeah. And I put it on and um, this charming man, the, um, the opening you know, key, How does uh, the opening it, go? Why am I forgetting? The punctured bicycle on hills. You know, that whole the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was, we both looked at each other this like, whoa. And it was so, um, it was like really I'm going to put Goldie like, on. Oh, Goldie's, Goldie's going to go on right. pot. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, I want to hear what Gold's the... Can she hear me? The audience have been asking for more Goldie. Yeah, I'm pretty great. So <laughs> point sense. it down towards you a little bit. You got to talk into it. I've been very impressed by, and we don't need to give away the um the handle or anything. But can you just describe a little bit about the alternate TikTok universe that you and your friends have created? Because it's like brilliant. Oh yeah, so I made a TikTok account called. Um, you have to say what it's called because you don't want a bunch of randos following it. But, but I do. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> okay, what's the TikTok account called? <laughs> okay, and who's Joanne? Joanne is a 53-year-old mom. <laughs> um, and basically, I make fake mom TikToks and then all my friends or like four of my, three of my friends have an account too. One's name is Kelly, then there's Shannon, and one of colored, or she just made a new one, I don't know the name, but I posted, I have like, I, I did some new ones, Dad, you should check them. Okay, out. I will. And you guys are like fully, like basically LARPing as drunk moms. Um, anything else? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, you miss well, me? school's just pretty, yeah. I miss you too. Well, school's just like pretty boring right now because we're not really doing anything. We're kind of just like sitting in class. Because you get the end of sixth class. grade. Yeah, but me and my friends, we did, this is one of my proudest moments on the timer. You know, you can do a timer on like the computer. Yeah. We were getting the timer exactly on one second and then another person got it on two seconds and then three seconds, we got it all the way up to like 10 seconds. Oh, and hang on, you're saying like up. start and stop. You're doing that to the timer yes. and seeing if you can land and exactly it took, on. And we spent our whole speech or time we were supposed to be working on our speeches doing that. Your graduation also, speech. Also, I collected a strand of my, te- we all collected a strand of our teacher's hair. With for- knowingly, like consensually, or you were collecting it around the room? Um... Like okay. forensic. So we asked them first and then they said no. So clucked it and then they got angry. Oh my, what are you doing? You're making voodoo dolls? Or you're cloning um, them with DNA? I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We're just okay. we're bored. 
Yeah, get the resources first. You'll figure out what to make with it after. Um, well, I love Very you. Sweet. It's so sweet. Um, love you. I'll see you in a week. You're going to be in Australia in a week. What? Yeah. Okay, I love you. Can I call you after? Please. Okay. Bye. Brilliant. I was um, also being a bitch at school today. Oh, my God. What? I was being a bitch? <laughs> um, um, hey, and... Um, Ioni, I've got, we've actually got a question too. Do you oh, want yeah. to, should, we, should we have a listen to this question? Yeah. Good morning, comrades. It's Phil from Sydney. Just a couple of quick questions. What is your favourite bit of merch you've got from a, a gig or a show? And will there be a mighty tea tail amongst the merch in the Australian shows? Cheers. This guy, okay, this Phil, this Phil character is obsessed with tea towels. He's constantly, I guess he's a tea towel collector, which is more something oh, that was like cute. from like, my mum's generation. Um, yeah, I love collecting that. Collecting tea towels. He really wants, may, would we ever do a weirder together tea towel? It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. What's your, so my what's favorite your, have merch? you ever bought merch, like a concert t-shirt or something? Well, I like, do love that Florence. So I got something, I took my teen and her best friend to outside lands in San Francisco. And I was like really nervous because I was like, oh no, I'm going to go to San Francisco on my own with my teenager and her friend. And I, I, I was like so overly worried I wouldn't give my teen a good time because I'm like overly concerned about her happiness, I guess. And on our flight was, uh, the, was um, Father, John, Father Misty. John Misty. Not only that, we the hotel we happened to pick i picked was he was in the lobby at the hotel and it wasn't like an obvious hotel it was a small hotel you were tapped in and so i was like i'm killing it as a parent like oh. i didn't even mean i've just sort of intuited this thing but anyway an outside land outside land outside lands outside lands what yeah, it's called? I, I when i went to festivals sometimes i would be like pamela debar i'd be with the band and it would be super fun right so i was like nervous to just like go but it was all, because it was San Francisco, it was all food trucks and like mm. so chill. And I just ate my way through it and she and her friend went around and I've bought a Florence, not like, I mean, I like Florence and the Machine, you know, but I'm not like a super fan or whatever. And it's like, you know, the shirt. It's a good shirt. So good. It's a good shirt. I'm wearing right now an Amel and the Sniffers shirt that I absolutely love. That's a more new piece of merch. I mean, I'm a big mm. t-shirt guy. Like I have a, yeah, it's hard for me totally. to pick one oh my favorite, God. but I have, I but like I've got the some one old ones. Klaus Foreman, the Klaus oh, Foreman yeah, one you godfather. have, my godfather, That's, who yeah. was a bass player that I didn't really realize what, I knew he played on Imagine and I didn't know he played on Take a Walk on the Wild, like the things he played yeah, bass on. Yeah, he played on, on Transformer, even, he played on Randy Newman's, like short people, he played on Harry Nielsen. Yeah. He played the Take a Walk on the Wild side bass riff. Yeah. But in all I know the, that is right? an amazing, iconic anyway, bass I, riff. Yeah, that's so, so crazy. That's a t-shirt. That's bong, a good piece of merch. Bong, bong. <laughs> well, no, but he there's a t-shirt with his because he also is an artist yeah. and he did the well, cover he did of the, the Abbey Revolver Road album. Cover. And, oh, Re Revolver. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, there was such a cool book called Star Art or something, and it's Joni Mitchell and Klaus and Ronnie Ron Wood. Ronnie Wood. Like I know him. Oh, Ronnie Wood. Um, I don't, but I'm saying it like I know. I love when you say celebrity names like you know them. But wait, tell you, like, you, you have a good Ron, Ronnie, Ronnie. You have a good Ronnie Woods story, don't you? I do. Yeah, the only time I ever did ecstasy, well, I was in London. 
my friend's dad is Mick Jagger, and um, I sound douchey, but not really. But anyway, See, Lauren Lapkus told you do, do not it. apologize for dropping names on a podcast, as long as the story. Yeah, good. so I can do it. And we went to. I was just asking my friend who uh, we, you know, we went to this little party with. I think it was one of the one of Monty Python house but Eric she, Idle, but she right? said it was Wasn't it? Wasn't it might have been Eric Idle but but they all lived in Richmond or something in England outside of London but I love there's this one part where we had to move a little couch and Ron Wood was moving it with Adam Horvitz's brother Matthew who was a good friend of yours too and afterwards like he and Ron Wood moved a little sofa over and he was so excited because it's like you know when you do something like normal with like a super super celebrity star it's like so fun. Like he's like, I just, uh, and also Cypress Hill had just come out and it was playing, we were playing Cypress Hill and Ron Wood loved it. And I was like, he's so cool. His wife, um, I forgot her name. I'll remember, it doesn't matter, but she, she's, a, you know, a celebrity in her own right. But she was saying, Ronnie and I are going to the hell spa soon. Ronnie and I are going to a hell spa. And Ron Wood goes, I don't want to go to a hell spa. I just want to have a good time. Oh, Ronnie, he's and speaking for all story. of us. None of us want to go I to the know. hell spa. We all just want to have a good time. We just time. want to have a good time. I want to call so the episode I that, that I don't want to go to the health spa. I just want to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. Well, I think we should wrap it up. It was like a five-person oh. five party, too. Like It was just like a, five people. Perfect so, amount of people yeah. to move a couch. So we're wrapping up, babe. I'm going to see you soon. You're almost, you're almost on your way out to Australia to reunite yep. with me. And um, mm -hmm. I've got a bunch of shows people could please come along to um, June 17th in St. Kilda. They've been good, huh? What's been good? St. Kilda. Oh, St. Kilda. Where's St. Kilda again? It's Melbourne, where Luna Park That's is. That's right. Yeah. That's so a cool, cool part of Melbourne. June in St. Kilda, the SB... 18th of June in Melbourne at the Nightcat, 19th of June in Brisbane at the Trifford, 23rd of June in Sydney at the Oxford Art Factory, 24th of June in Adelaide at Lion Arts Factory, 25th of June in Perth at Rosemount Hotel, and then 29th of June, our Weirder Together podcast launch party at Cafe Frida's in Sydney. Um, you can always send us a voice note with a question, a comment, a game, a haiku at weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. And please uh, give a little comment and a review, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen to it. Anything you want to leave these wonderful listeners with? No. No. <laughs> Perfect. Just, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. You really like you, that was very authentic to you. Um, um, okay. Well, I'm going to leave them with a little jam I had with myself. Oh, I'll I'll the leave them oh, with yeah. this Wait. is like yeah. I'm like in heaven doing a podcast. All right. So I'm going to leave you with some music I've just been making in my hotel room because I'm a lonely guy on tour, sitting in my hotel room, just layering sounds. So here's something. Enjoy. We'll see you next week. Bye, beautiful babies. <laughs> Say it one more time. <laughs> that was my catchphrase, remember? I know it's great, but it sounded like you were finding the words as you said it. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound real. Okay, say it one more time. Bye, beautiful babies.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.